Welcome to Pure Health Podcast. Your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirsty and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus, unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. Welcome back, guys. i got a special little guest speaker today, if anyone heard on my Instagram story today. Welcome, Alex. Thank you for having me. So those who don't know Alex, Alex is actually one of our beautiful nutritionists at Pure Health. How long have you worked here with us now? It feels like I've known you for literally like 20 it years. It does, I think. But I started in March, so... I'm really bad at maths. Like six months? No, that's not six, like five months. Yeah, that is like six months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're in August. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Alex works with, like, who do you work with primarily at the moment? You work with lots of people, but... I'm working with a lot of gut health at the moment, yeah, actually. And quite a few mums as yeah. well. So yeah. postpartum, I think yeah. tra- you kind of attract what you've been yeah, through you as do, well. So, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, because tell us a little bit about yourself, Alex. So <laughs> if those that don't follow, us, follow Alex on socials, what's your Instagram name again? It's Mal- Milani Health. I always... It's yeah. her middle name, isn't yeah, it? I remember when name. I first met you, I was like, wonder what the background so is on that. So many people ask that. They're like, what does Milani mean? And I was like, well. Well, it's my middle name. tell you. It's just my middle name. <laughs> but, yeah, it's Milani Health. Um, a little bit about me. Mm. Well, I am a new mum. Well, not to, new. Remy's to the like... cutest little boy ever. I'm obsessed <laughs> uh, with him. Me too. <laughs> he's adorable. Well, he's one, so I can't really say I'm a new mum. Well, I am a Newish. new mum. I am a new mum. Mm. So, yep, Remy is one and I have a beautiful partner called Deck. And he's really tall. I met him for the first time the other day and I was like, I did not expect, I mean, you're tall as well. And then he just towers over you. He makes me look small and yeah, I'm he not does. small. <laughs> I'm quite tall. So he's, he's a big boy. He is. Um, and then I'm part of a very big family. I've got a very big blended family, yeah, which is do. always fun. So uh, you try to map that together. How many, si- how many siblings do you have? I know you've got some half ones. Yeah, so I've got three sisters, two brothers. So there's six of us yeah, now yeah, in total. And your brothers look, but then aren't your brothers not related to you blood-wise? Yeah, well, we we've always just grown up saying, yeah. They look the same as you. Yeah, they do. everyone's like, they look the same as you. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I remember because I mean, they met them at Remy's birthday yeah, recently. Yeah, like, so and blood- they're closer in age to me than my like sisters are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and they, but we've just like literally grown up together. So everyone just is like brother and sister. Oh, it's, so nice. It's really nice. And like Remy has eight nieces, eight cousins. So sorry, he's one of eight cousins. Yeah, because your poor yeah. mum on yeah. um, Grandma Daycare Day. <laughs> when I work on Thursdays, my or oh, and Fridays, but Thursdays my mum watches Remy and then three of his cousins. So there's four of them. Oh, your poor mum. She must like the biggest naps every afternoon. Oh yeah, she's exhausted. Poor thing. <laughs> she loves it. She loves I bet it. She does. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? I was going to, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. So also for those who don't know, Alex started studying. What did you do? You studied, give us a bit of a background oh, with yeah. your like, um, not degrees, but like your yeah, career wise, your journey, how <laughs> you got journey. here in the first place. I started studying nutrition when mm-hmm. I was, gosh, I was like 19. I can't even remember. Did you study back then? Did you? Yeah. At Endeavor? Studied, yeah. Maybe I was 20. I was like 20 around then. Mm. And I was – because I was doing my yoga training and my nutrition studies at the same time. That's right. And yeah, then – it's the trick of all trades. <laughs> try to be, but not so much. You are. <laughs> um, so then I did finished uni, worked as a nutritionist, and then really long story, because COVID, like, I feel like threw everyone oh, in, like, a loop I? in the deep end and everyone's plans – We, my partner and I were moving to the UK to live. Oh, were and, you? Yeah, we oh, were going to wow. live in the UK and – I think it was like two weeks before our flight, it was cancelled. And yeah. then 
we were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So that's when our whole kind of pathway changed. And I started studying. I love women's health. Like women's health has been my passion since my own like health issues throughout my life. And then I've always loved babies and pregnancy. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I want to like be a midwife Mm -hmm. as well and kind of pair midwifery and nutrition together. Yeah, really go hand in hand. Yeah. And then so I did a year of my master's as in midwifery and Mm -hmm. then I fell pregnant with Remy. Mm -hmm. And it was like life just kind of telling me, like I loved midwifery, but (laughs) I was like, I'm not a night shift gal. <laughs> oh, honestly, like, because when you speak, oh, you'd be on shift and then you call. get. Yeah, I was oh. on call for the whole degree. So, like, the whole of your master's, you were on call for women oh. as them students. Right. Midwife. So, actually, on call yeah. when you're. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. So, I'd be, be like, so be like three in the morning, yeah. like, while you're. And then when you're giving, when you're supporting someone, give, anyone who's had a baby and all listen to me <laughs> doing, like, oh, my Kirsty, seriously. I was going to say, when you, so if we, if you're with the person who you're helping deliver, will you be with them for like, because obviously you can be in active oh, labour yeah, for hours. hours. So what, you'll be with the person for like oh, hours on end. I think the end. first birth I attended, I was there for like 12 hours, which I shouldn't have been, but like, well, you were so, I was so excited and yeah. I didn't know and that labour would end. take that long. So I was like, oh my God, she's having the baby, I'm going. And then I got there and... She was like four centimetres. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that was my life for quite a while. And yeah. Then, and then because when did you own your own? You Alex, you also, can't talk today. <laughs> Alex also <laughs> run her own practice for, well, run your own um, sole practitioner. Yeah. Like worked for yourself. That was in well. that interim. So I think when I finished in, I can't even remember the years. I'm going to butcher it so I won't yeah, even say it. I, it was, I was studying and then I finished studying and I worked as a nutritionist for like three years. Yeah, okay. And that's when we were moving away and I was hoping to like take it away. That's right, okay. Yeah. And then, and then midwifery. I don't know. I feel like I had like a quarter life crisis. <coughs> Sorry, we all like, have what them. am I doing? <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> I'm going to be a midwife. And I loved it but I was like, I can't do this for yeah. So Whereas can I be a midwife like nine to five? <laughs> literally, just for those days, anyone who has a baby at this time will be fine. <laughs> Which is not how it works. No. Births at night, so do they? Yeah, I didn't know that. I think when because birthing environments is like it's favorable when it's dimly lit Mm. and it's like Like your body's in a relaxed state, and so lots of people, lots of women used to go into birth, go into labor at night, yeah, and it was always. 7 p.m. I'm starting to get some cramps and it was like just say on the phone and then it was like midnight okay I'm having in, like three in. and ten minutes come in and I was like of oh. course <laughs> yeah I, I feel like we should do an episode on your whole birth story as well I feel oh, like yeah. that'd be really good I love it because <laughs> is that what has I guess ever since having Remy's made you even more obsessed with women's health yeah. and post and hence, what yeah what hence, you go through and sorry, and just I really no no you're fine I was gonna say and just really understanding it first and that's why all patients who need help postpartum we send them straight through yeah. Alex and what's your journey being like postpartum like I mean obviously you've had that re- been a clinical nutritionist yourself I don't know if I met obviously people know that listening to you <laughs> it's okay um <laughs> but obviously you have that background understanding throughout but then your whole pregnancy you had what was it preeclampsia uh high high paramesis high paramesis yeah. preeclampsia preeclampsia oh. is really serious I didn't have that yes luckily. for some reason I was thinking you had preeclampsia okay. for a second high paramesis <laughs> there's all these buzzwords there yeah no high paramesis I had gosh I think from about six weeks, God, it was like vomiting every day. Oh God, you poor I thing. Could, I had to stop work. I had to stop studying because I was just bedridden. Oh. And I never, I was like, I wasn't getting nauseous. And I was like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. And then my mum yeah. was like, just enjoy it. Yeah. And within a few days, I what, was like what, bedridden. When did you get um, the nausea started? Week six. Week six. Bang, bang on week six, it was like, oh my God, I cannot eat anything. And I survived 
for the first 20 weeks, I think I survived off wheat bix baby food, apple and pear puree, <laughs> which is so weird because it was the only thing that didn't make me vomit. Oh, you poor And thing. it was so hard being a nutritionist and knowing I really yeah. need it. And I think that's something as well, like I try and communicate to women as well, yeah. that if you just eat what you can eat because yeah. you're like – if you can physically not eat anything, mm. you have to get something in you. Yeah. And so for me, who'd never eaten two-minute noodles since yeah. she was like in high school, yeah. I was the one thing I was eating was two-minute noodles, baby food, puree, and then <laughs> apple and pear and wheat beer. Oh, so, thing. And my dad, yeah. my partner was working away. So like dad would come over with like some lemonade and I would just have to like sip lemonade <laughs> and go – get fluids from the hospital. It was a nightmare. Oh, does that put you off? I mean, that doesn't sound like it puts you off no, on another one anytime soon. No, so. weirdly it doesn't. I think you quickly forget yeah, like you birth, do. the pain. And well, yeah, everyone says if, if humans remembered what pain felt like, yeah. you would never give birth the yes. second time. Yeah. And I don't know as well with like the sickness, I think it comes up when I feel like I've, I had gastro a few months ago mm. and I was like, oh my God, this yeah, is. PTSD. Yeah, I was like, oh, the the like the nausea that I yeah. felt all day it was just like oh, never I ending imagine. Oh, well, it was when not I felt fun. nauseous last week and the girls were teasing me about like, you sure you're not pregnant yeah. and I was like fuck feeling like this I don't know how you did it I've like felt I was nauseous all weekend yeah. and I was like you just don't you just don't feel yourself it was, hey? and it was like mentally quite hard because in one aspect you're so grateful I was yeah. like I'm so grateful I'm pregnant and I'm yeah. just, Obviously, like, this is so such a, like, beautiful moment. Because you have endo as well. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I never thought this would happen. So I was so grateful. But then I was like, I feel so, like, yeah. mentally depleted and just don't know where to go, yeah. like, what to do because I just did not feel myself. Yeah, you poor thing. And yeah. then, so since since having Remy, how yeah. have you felt? Like, oh, in the early stages, I yeah. bet. I think it's been such a roller coaster of, like, hormones going mm. up and all over the place. You like Remy is really he is a great child, but he obviously still doesn't a great child. Who am I? He's a great <laughs> he's child. A great boy. He's a great little boy. Um, no, he's like a really he's a good sleeper during the day, but yeah. at night he still wakes a few times. And I'm still breastfeeding, so he is quite attached. Yeah. I think so. He's like but you are the biggest champ. Like you and Anae, like our <laughs> other admin who works at Pure Health, they both got. Well, Anae's got a little uh, Harlan's. Helen's two? two and a half. Now. Two and a half. Yeah. But then he went through his like regression and then poor thing. Um, oh, she came like, in, yeah. And do she's how many weeks pregnant is she now? She's, she's twenty. Twenty weeks yeah. pregnant. So poor thing's twenty weeks pregnant with a toddler that doesn't sleep. <laughs> and then Alex has got her little boy who doesn't sleep. And then here's Nicole and I being like, oh, the dog woke us up last <laughs> night. But you're not used to it. I feel like no, you're I don't know how you do that. It. Do you? Yeah, I think it's now. If I get a good night's sleep, I feel a bit weird because I'm like, whoa, what has happened? But you guys are always so positive. Just and I guess that comes from. Also, the fact that both of you like nourish yourself so much and yes. you know how to. Yeah. And this is what we want to. So I don't know if we've actually mentioned, but obviously <laughs> we would have seen it in the title. It's today's all on postpartum depletion, yeah. um, especially because we see it so much in clinic. Hey, and we just yeah. see so many mums that just neglect themselves because I guess you're in that survival so busy, mode, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. You just don't. Obviously, the baby, and that's I think a cultural thing as well. Yeah. Like a society thing is that when you're pregnant, it's all the focus is on the baby yeah. and what's the nursery going to be like and what, like, you just so plan true. so much for the postpartum in terms of, like, the nursery and the pram yep. and the co- all those things that don't really matter yep. and then the baby comes and your whole world yep. changes. Yep. And I always say it's done, like, a full 360, but that's not – it's, like, a full 180, like, yeah. a half 180 because your life is just flipped on its yeah, head. Yeah, 100%. Going from, especially going from zero to one, like everyone says, is, like, the biggest yep. shock. And I think a lot of focus as well is on those first 12 weeks, which, which is really important, but after that is a lot of the time when people go back to – like, your yeah. partner goes back to work yep. and your family – 
are quite busy. Like everyone's yeah. busy. Everyone's life is busy these days and yeah. everyone has their own stuff going on. Yeah. So it's hard because the focus is so much on the, like the mum and the baby in the yeah. first 12 weeks. And then it's like, okay, now like back to normal life. Enjoy yeah. life. Yeah, and you're like, literally. what am I doing? Yeah. Like, how do I shower when my yeah. baby is screaming? And how do I make breakfast when they're pulling at yeah. my legs? And like, I've had like broken sleep, waking up every hour on the hour kind yeah. of thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah. 100%. It's really and how hard. Did you, so, how did you feel in those stages, 12 weeks? Like, because De- obviously yeah. Dick was back at work then. Yeah, he went back, I think, when he, Remy was about 12 weeks, FIFO. Mm-hmm. I'm really like, I have to kind of i am very lucky because i have such a supportive family yeah, and i don't know how good. people do it without that support yeah, network like it does take a village so yeah it really does it really it? does and like hands off to like all my family and my mum especially yeah. like she's a, a godsend um but it was it was really hard i remember days just like crying mm. and just being like i don't know what i'm doing like i'm so happy this is the happiest time of my life but i'm also so overwhelmed yeah. and touched out and it's yeah. Remy's screaming and I don't know what to do and I just want to have a shower in peace. Yeah, and like, oh, I can only imagine. And I'm tired and I'm exhausted and, like, how do I eat food when yeah. I can't make food? Like, I just want to help attached, you meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You. And yeah. at least you have an amazing, supportive, I was about to say husband, husband to be. <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll when be, When we'll is that going to happen? Eight years of waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Oh, I said to him the other day when I was talking, I was like, Dick, when are you going to propose to Alex? <laughs> And he's like, I'm not sure, Kirsty. She has like, to propose to me. Yeah, that's like, right. He no, said that. I'm still old school. No way. It's funny you say he says that because all our boys, I was like, just said to Scotty, I was like, what would you say? What would you do if I proposed to you? And he's like, I'd say no, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, all right then. Well, then hurry up. Literally. What are you waiting for? Literally. Um, but I guess to start with, I guess, can you explain to us what actually is postpartum depletion? Like, because... I know the word word is getting thrown around a lot more these days and I know women are actually becoming more aware of it, which is really good because the amount of um, positive feedback we've had on socials when we're saying that we've got a postpartum depletion program at Pure Health, people are like, oh, my God, I need this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what is it essentially? Well, Dr. Oscar Serilak coined the term postnatal Mm -hmm. depletion and it's basically the complete exhaustion and depletion of a mother Mm -hmm. physically, mentally and hormonally and emotionally. Like it encompasses all of that. So it summarizes the feelings that lots of mothers will go through Mm -hmm. and it's when they're stripped of all their energy, they're Mm -hmm. sleep deprived, they're depleted of vital nutrients and they're just left feeling completely not themselves. Like they're fatigued, they're exhausted, they're overwhelmed. And I think it's like this gray area because a lot of the time it's just considered part and parcel. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a new mum. You're supposed to be tired. Yes, exactly. You're and a like, new mum. You're supposed to be sleep deprived. And you go to your GP and you're like, I feel terrible. Like yeah. I am not surviving. And they're, and not nothing hating on GPs but like – and then like, no, well, you're just postpartum. Like that's just what to expect. But, yeah, you don't actually have to feel like you're no. dying. <laughs> you shouldn't like, feel like that. You shouldn't feel – like I think there's, there's lots of symptoms which we'll go through in yeah. a little bit but feeling – completely overwhelmed and like crying. I was like, for me, I mean, I have a history of depression. So like it was that fine line and I had to be very careful, Mm. but like crying and just feeling like I was wired Mm. on, like I was switched on wired and but tired. Like Deck would say, go have a nap. And I was like, I cannot sleep. My mind is like racing and I don't know how to calm down. And I can't like, you know, being a yoga teacher, it's like go breathe. And I'm like, I can't breathe. Like I feel like my chest is the heart is beating out of my chest I don't know what to do your your tools weren't working for you at that time my tools were not working and just knowing how depleted like Mm. you can get from I guess a lot of mums doesn't matter pregnancy birth however it happened for you you can have a hard pregnancy or hard birth in many different ways like one of my friends 
had seizures throughout her pregnancy and was like, thing. yeah, it was awful. Like she just did not sleep because she was like, it was, I'm probably butchering how, what happened, but it was like, I think when she goes to sleep, the seizures come on. Mm. Oh, sorry. No, when she's sleep deprived, the seizures right. come on. So it was like this never ending cycle. And it's like, it doesn't matter what you went through. It, mm. It's personal to you yep. and your 100%. state of health. Cause it's another thing. A lot of people are like, Oh, I didn't have it that bad. Like yep. I had a crazy pregnancy and I had a crazy birth, just whatever the definition of yes. crazy is yeah and like i shouldn't feel like this but like you use up so, as like alex is about yeah. to explain soon but so many of your very very important nutrients are growing baby. yeah literally yeah. straight to the baby and like obviously breastfeeding if you are oh, breastfeeding yeah. um obviously fed is best but yeah. um like that massively yeah that depletes you further and like for someone who i've like completely lost my train of thought no you're fine well (laughs) i was actually gonna say not to mention this is for a lot of people we see in clinic who come to see us for preconception most women don't have adequate nutrients like i'm talking to start with yes Yes. start with before they even fall pregnant yeah and like yes they'll go get like folate tested from the gp and that's about it but like the ranges we use clinical nutritionists are very different to a gp yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so the biggest thing is i could only imagine like most women i see that come see me for preconception care and the nutrients suck yeah so not only then are they about to go through a whole like growing a baby and then postpartum and for most women they don't go see a nutritionist it's not considered a normal thing which is quite like sad because there's other things that are prioritized. Yeah, that But, are. like, what about the mum's health? Yes. And it's – if mum is healthy and happy, yeah. like, that's going to flow into yeah. the family. 100%. And, like, when you think about pregnancy, if you aren't eating optimally, which yeah. f- a lot of the time is out of your hands, like, for me, I just, I just couldn't. Yeah. And I was like, what's going to happen to Remy, the baby? And the doctor's like – and my midwife, everyone was like, don't worry about him. He's getting everything he yeah. needs. It's you that's going yeah. to suffer. And it's yeah. you that is going to become depleted. Yeah. And it showed, like, my iron yeah. was plummeted with, like, very quickly. And it's that's just oh, one bet. vital nutrient that we need. Mm. But, yeah, it just shows that the baby will get what they need yeah. from you. And so you have to be eating enough for them and you. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important because a lot of women don't realise that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what were we talking about next? So, oh, what, what is postnatal depletion? Yeah, yeah. what is postnatal depletion? He, I should have said actually um, Oscar Serilac has this like analogy mm. and it's this plastic bag. So imagine a plastic bag and all this water's going in and yep. that's good. The water's all your nutrients yep. and your vitamins, minerals, yep. everything you need. And throughout the postnatal period, the sleep deprivation, the stress, the mm-hmm. overwhelm, all these things that happen are like tiny little pinpricks. Mm. And so I love how he describes this because it's like those tiny little pinpricks can Such be repaired. Like yeah. they can be repaired over yeah. time. But what happens when they're becoming too fast that you can't repair them quick enough yeah. and then the water just starts flowing out and that's your nutrients yeah, and like sense. everything that's leaving your body. Yeah. So how can we restore those nutrients and start to heal yeah. those little pinpricks yeah. to create that optimal? I love that. Like, that yeah, so it's good. something that you can like imagine and yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. And so that's where coming seeing a clinical nutritionist, you can heal your pinpricks. Yes. And feel your best self. <laughs> pinpricks. Band-aid, not band-aid. Oh, but I love that. Heal them up. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, I guess the depletion, what am I saying? Depletion syndrome and sale. Oh, sorry, it's a scale. Is that what you're meaning? Yes, <laughs> depletion. Yeah, it's a scale. Yeah, so Thank you. it's it's like you, it's not black and white, Yeah, you know, and I think that's as well where a lot of the time everything is like a diagnosis, but this is a syndrome. Yes. And so it's a scale 
where it's like it's not like you have a disease it's the same as ibs the same yes as PCOS. PCOS. It's, a it's a syndrome and so there's so much that can be done mm. once we address and that's where we come in as a nutri- yeah. clinical nutritionist like we can look at your hormone levels your nutrient levels your stool and gut mm-hmm. tests and actually consider what's a picture for you yeah. of health yeah and how what are you depleted in personally and yeah. how can we restore your levels to an optimal level where yeah. you feel your best again because 100%. that's going to be different for everyone 100% and that's like why Alex and I have developed like an overall one size fits all like four week to kind of start helping yeah. women postpartum program that we're launching <laughs> the end of this year yeah. but we also do have our pure health postpartum depletion program that yes. specifically is working one-on-one which we obviously are really big believers in because there's just not a one size fits all. Yes, you can teach busy mums how to eat overall healthy (laughs) and better just their overall health. But when it comes to the nitty gritty of like, as we know, when we're working one-on-one with nutrients and and their gut health and every woman has hormone levels, like every woman has a different picture. And so having that one-on-one support and then obviously working with someone like Alex, who's really been through it and can understand (laughs) is the icing to the cherry on your your gluten-free, dairy-free cupcake. (laughs) I love that saying. The natural cherry. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, Maybe the glazed if you're feeling extra Extra fancy. (laughs) Extra fancy. Um, What else we say next um hormones yeah so what i guess what are, what do hormones look like during pregnancy and then postpartum yeah. what's kind of happening to the body over that time Just so many changes I know. It's, it's crazy actually wild and it makes me so fascinated with what our bodies can do yeah and hormones so when the primary focus i guess of hormones when mm-hmm. we consider pregnancy is like estrogen progesterone yep. cortisol like those sort of ones yeah Estrogen will increase up to 30 times the amount mm-hmm. of its pre-pregnancy levels. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, and that's involved in like that's why your breasts might enlarge mm-hmm. and the uterus grows. Mm-hmm. And then the progesterone increases around 10 times mm-hmm. the levels. So that's around the third trimester. Yep. And progesterone is the hormone that is there to hold the pregnancy. Yep. So that's like hence. progesterone rises after you ovulate yep. so that if the egg implants then yep. – your pregnancy and hence hold. low progesterone and um, miscarriages. Yes, that is yes. increased risk. Of yes, miscarriage. definitely. Yep. And it's such a it's a calming hormone yeah, as well. It is. So it's a feel good hormone. Yeah. Progesterone is like when you I mean you both need it's estrogen. Your, your it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean we both need very much. You need both hormones. Yes, Neither 100%. one are bad. No. But like your progesterone, we always say that to clients in clinic. Like yeah. it's your feel good, your calming hormone, your anti anxiety hormone, yeah. your zen hormone. So yeah, we need yeah. lots of that. And I think that's why as well. Like lots of the time, pregnancy. My mum was like, you're so chill. I'm like, <laughs> I it's all like, the progesterone. It's all the progesterone. That feels so good. <laughs> I love that. And then your thyroid hormone, again, that yeah. increases around, I think it was like 50% by the third trimester as yeah. well because thyroid is important for all your body's um, regulations, like yeah. metabolism, everything. And that's why it's really important to make sure, once again, you see a clinical nutritionist yeah. prior in preconception if it's obviously planned because you want to make sure your thyroid is working optimally. Yes. And not look just at, somewhere in the range. Yeah. Yes. 100%. There's so many other, like your T3 and T4 that we need to consider and as well. Antibodies and everything because yeah. we see that out all the time these yeah. days, don't we? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and then so towards the end of tr- like pregnancy or the third trimester yeah. and then when we give birth, what do the hormones look like then? Towards the end, your cortisol actually starts rising mm-hmm. and a lot of the time – that's where mothers get that like nesting yeah uh, that start to nest the house and yeah, clean i remember sense. cleaning 10 different things like <laughs> 10 times over the same area and Jack's like i think it's pretty clean i love that oh no it needs to be cleaner no, to clean more. yeah but then after birth is when i was studying midwifery definitely i noticed this as well it's though and i got told a lot about it like mm-hmm. those post 
those baby blues, which I yep. think is spoken about quite a bit. Like my mums get those baby blues in the first few days yep. following birth because your hormones all plummet. Yeah. And like when I say plummet, they plummet. They yeah. completely plummet. And especially if you're breastfeeding, they don't come back up and rise for a right. while because if you think about it, like breastfeeding, you're suppressing your yeah. ovulation. Yep. So if you ovulate, you get a progesterone rise. But yep. when you're breastfeeding, you don't. You, I shouldn't say you don't because the, some people do. You do, and it's never. It's not like a form of contraception yeah. because who knows? You ovulate before you get your period, yes. so you might ovulate and, and then, then get your period and fall pregnant yep. without knowing. So yep. it's not a form of contraception. But whilst you're breastfeeding, generally, generally speaking. speaking, your hormones will take a while to rise again. Yeah. and like I'm one year postpartum, and you and only just got your period. I've back, had hey? one period. Yeah, yeah and that was. Eight weeks, seven weeks ago. Yeah. Not pregnant, guys. Don't worry, Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> this one's too good to have. Like, I'm like, Alex, you know, a lot of like, having another baby. Oh, I was like, if you have one, you can push it out. And Dex taking his like six months about leave and you're coming back. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, those, that's like crazy because when you think about it, you've had all this like, all these hormones. When, when you think about your period and you get PMS, yeah. it's because your hormones are fluctuating. And yeah. so when you have a baby and all your estrogen plummets, your progesterone plummets, like yeah. you're going to feel uneasy. Yeah. And you, um, a lot of mums get very teary. And yeah. obviously then you've got sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. your baby. I know the first night the baby often, generally speaking, might mm-hmm. have like a big sleep and you get sent false, this false sense of <laughs> this is gonna be love. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, my baby's a good sleeper. My baby's such a good sleeper. And then it's because they're so exhausted. Like yeah, birth from, is exhausting for them oh, as well. They're trying to move through and, and must be the get weirdest out. experience. This baby, like, yeah, like becomes so dark. Well, I guess it's always dark. <laughs> yeah, and then come out and just be like, "What is going on?" Literally. Yeah. So that's um, gosh, had another. Yeah. So that's obviously it's exhausting for them. But then the next few nights they'll start waking yep. a lot to feed. Especially if your baby is born like prem or early, they might cut, like they'll need yep. to be wo- woken. Woken? Yeah. Woken? Yeah, woken. Woken? Woken, woken yeah, to fed? Yeah, maybe not. No, no, Don't I judge me. <laughs> and then, yeah, so they'll be feeding a lot. And so another thing is that your corticotropin releasing mm-hmm. hormone will plummet. Mm-hmm. And that one is what releases cortisol. Okay. So your, cort- your stress hormone is now also lowering, yep. which kind of confuses people, but no cortisol and too much cortisol, it's bad, it's, yeah. they're both bad. People like when we get results back in clinic and I'm like, your cortisol's really low. They're like, oh, that's right. good. And yeah. I'm like, no, that's not a good thing. Because you need to be fine. Like cortisol's there it's to help important. us we, survive. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. It's like it needs to be like on that perfect balancing act. So like too high yes. is really bad, too low. Like adrenal. Exactly. You don't <laughs> Progesterone want. Progesterone and estrogen. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it needs to be. Same with testosterone and everything. Yeah, so yeah. So I haven't even touched on that. But no. yeah, there's just so much going on after the birth. And People think, oh, after 12 weeks when you're considered 12 weeks is like where everyone talks about the first 12 weeks, the first 12 weeks, and they are so pivotal yep. for the baby, for you. But beyond that is important mm, too. 100%. Because beyond that is where life often gets. Like yeah. newborn, I found the newborn sometimes a bit easier than yeah, with a, like one-year-old A lot of my around. patients say yeah, that. Yeah, because you can put them in the pram and they'll sleep or yeah. he would sleep in his carrier on yeah. me and I could do things. But Everyone said, all my patients said that, if their baby's a good sleeper, like a de- half-decent yeah. sleeper, those like the first even like four months can be like relatively easy. Yeah. But it's once you go on and then they start crawling around yes. and, and into everything. It's like, oh. I don't have one minute for myself. Literally. And that's what, and I mean, I should say, obviously some people have really challenging first mm. 12 weeks with the baby 
might have colic or yeah. um, not be sleeping. And, and then just, you get mastitis. Yeah, or, there's, there's so oh. much we could go into. But, yeah, so basically beyond that is a lot of the time where the nutrient depletions start to really show because yeah. the adrenaline also yes, wears, wears off. off. Yeah, that makes I know sense. that was a big one for me. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm doing great. Yeah. And then twelve around that 12-week mark, I was like crying and I was like, I'm just so overwhelmed and yeah, so on edge and I feel deck would try and cuddle me. And this is a big one I don't think a lot of people speak about, like postnatally, your partner is there and they, they cuddle you, they love you, and you're just like, don't touch me, don't touch mm. me, I'm touched out. Like I yeah. can't have it. I just want to yeah, have it. Because you have a baby constantly yeah. on you. Yeah, true. Okay, I've never yeah. thought about yeah. that. Yeah, and I think I always thought something was wrong with me, but I was like, well, no. I don't I'm love just... you anymore. Yeah, and I was like, I promise I love you so much. I just can't like yeah. be touched right now because – Remy has been on me like 24-7 yeah. and I just want a second to myself. Yeah. And it's funny how boobs become like the most non-sub yeah. sexual thing <laughs> ever. Know. Hey, like your boy, your husband tries to touch your boobs and you're like, no, they're not I'm touched. like, they're Remy's, go away. <laughs> yeah, they've been, been touched all day, go away. <laughs> they're going to squirt milk in your face in a minute. So. <laughs> yes. Honestly, Jack was like, what is going on? I was like, no, they're not yours anymore. <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> Sorry, not happening. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, so it's really interesting with the hormone side of things. And then after the 12 weeks, like obviously everyone's going to look different, but things start to change more and more, do they as well? Yeah, well, there's some people, um, depending on like, there's so like periods returning yeah. is a big one. Some people might get their period within the first six weeks. I know, I feel so sorry for those I know. women. I was like, I wish you had a little bit longer to just enjoy the. Literally. I remember growing up when I got my first period and I was like, Yay, like I'm a woman. And yeah. then my mum was like, you won't be saying that for long. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but, yeah, so some women will get their period back within like yeah. the first six weeks. Some people might get it back at 12, you know, and beyond. Yeah. And it all is so dependent on feeding because, like I said, if yeah. breastfeeding will suppress um, ovulation yeah. and hormone levels, so – Technically, like generally. Generally, yeah. Yeah. Not always. That's <laughs> why there's a few. When you see an age gap of like less than a year apart <laughs> yeah. or just on a year, you're like clearly yeah. your breastfeeding was not good contraception. No, it was not a contraceptive method. So, yeah, there is there is so much going on and, and there's many different symptoms that will arise. Yeah. And that's where I guess what I can talk about with for women to look out for maybe yeah, for themselves. What, yeah. what kind of symptoms would they be um, for women to what, like with your hormones yeah. if they're not kind well, of where I they think- should be? I think like I should generally like preface with that a lot of them are considered normal. Yeah. So what I would say is for you personally, if you're listening and you think I'm depleted, mm-hmm. just trust yourself. Like yeah, trust there's your no, gut. there's no mm. textbook to say yes or no. Yeah. And it's not black and white. So if you feel depleted and you feel like every day is a struggle yeah. for you personally, then you need to come yeah. seek help and if you're yeah. questioning it being like why do i feel like this far i swear i should not feel this bad yeah. trust yourself no matter who you go yeah. to and they're like no it's normal just deal with it you it'll get better in the future like yeah. no because like we said we see so many people that aren't pregnant with really no low nutrients let alone yes. someone who's just gone through pregnancy birth and yes. now looking and after so a newborn body mm-hmm. yeah and i mean in the first i think it was in the first year of birth women are suspected to lose around 700 hours of sleep oh my god that's and you scary. don't make that up i can't remember what podcast i was listening to but it was all about sleep deprivation and they said oh. you can't it's not like a bank where you lose some and you add some yeah it doesn't if you lose all this sleep within the first year and then the next year you sleep for an extra seven it's not it doesn't nah, work like nah, it that doesn't so i was explaining effects, it to someone recently yeah. with sleep deprivation they were thinking like they slept bad for one week and then they had one really good sleep and it just fixes it like no no <laughs> you, <laughs> sleep deprivation happen. you have to remake that up with yeah. all the hours so yeah yeah, yeah. so it's so, yeah so what are some signs and symptoms of that postpartum um, depletion 
well, there's a lot. <laughs> the bet. biggest one would be extreme exhaustion and fatigue. Yeah. And again, that's just considered normal. Mm. You're tired. You're a new mum. Like just deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Extreme exhaustion where you're like you can fall asleep or the other side where you're so tired. How What I explained before, I was so tired yeah. that I would close my eyes and I would have a headache and I just couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. And especially like my mum would come and watch Remy to send me for a nap and I was like, I can't fall asleep. Yeah. I'm so wired yeah. awake and all that like cortisol. Yeah, I was going to say cortisol hormone. Yeah. Um, brain fog and poor yeah. concentration is a big one. So uh, like baby brain, mm-hmm. a lot of time it's like, oh, it's baby brain. <laughs> but I, I will be speaking now and I will just come like, I'm sorry on this podcast if I sound a bit fuzzy because I'll be speaking and I'm like, what was I saying? No, but what I, I'm going to butcher this explanation. I really should look it up, but you might know the answer and oh, it's okay if you I don't. Really but the, no, no, it's all right. The cerebral cortex, like the great, do you remember? No, nah, it's all right. Don't no. worry. I can't remember either. I know this. I should have looked it up before this because I remember learning about it once upon a time, but it cha- it's, a, it's actually a real changes. thing. changes. Yeah, it's yeah, a real okay. thing with baby brain. Yes, actually. Like the cerebral I'm- cortex actually changes the grey matter. And I'm like I said, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to go on explaining this. But I know yeah. there's a change physically in the brain that actually like explains baby brain. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like a thing where you're like, oh, just lack of sleep, baby brain. Like your brain yeah. physically changes. Well, it makes sense mm. when you consider sleep deprivation, mm. like what I was saying before. You don't yeah. make it up. So no. the effects happen. Yeah, 100%. Um, not to scare anyone. Like there's no. things in, you can do and put in place. Um, Hair loss is a big one yeah like postpartum hair loss yeah um what about even like for women like really struggling with their partner with libido like i know libido's huge yeah. and i would say firstly like don't put pressure on yourselves yeah. because Cause i have so many of my poor patients yeah. like my hu- most husbands and partners are pretty understanding yeah, yeah. but like also we get it like most men have needs yeah <laughs> they want their needs to be met they deal with stress i feel like through sex yeah they do and we don't. For me, especially like if I'm stressed, it's the last Lasting, thing on yeah. my mind. Like the do vagina not touch just closes me. up. Oh yeah, it's like no, do not enter. <laughs> you did this to me, go away. <laughs> so yeah, no, libido's a big one, and so also she's breastfeeding. Part- yeah, with your partner too, like um, having a sense of like not sorry, not just your partner, but I. I think I was talking with Anae mm. and you guys mm. about this the other day because Anae also, like we said, has Harlan, and we were both saying. The frustration and the anger that we had, like postpartum, I just never felt mm-hmm. anger. I never not felt angry, but I wasn't like an angry person. Yeah, yeah. And I would just get these like postpartum, like these feelings of like rage. R- yeah, like so much was happening inside me, and I was like bubbling. Really I was frustrated. Like, oh, I yeah, what to do. I really usual. Wanna... I mean, I get them sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just like, what is going on? I've not been an angry person. Yeah, like, I just, just need like a... extreme exhaustion. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, extreme, just overwhelmed, mm. and like you're touched out. Um. Uh, like anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, like postpartum depression and postnatal yeah. depletion, like they're yeah. different. They're totally different things. But postpartum depression, I would say, like for anyone, just to go straight and speak to your doctor or your psychologist. Like yeah, that's both something things. that you yeah. need to deal with. It's not. Yeah, it's very multifaceted. Like any mental yeah. health, but I definitely think seeing like a therapist and then obviously looking at yourself de- depletion wise yes, because your make- gut makes serotonin oh, so of course that's 80%. one aspect to address so there's so many areas but i mean that's a lot of women will have digestive issues yep. after they have a baby because your gut microbiome mm, shifts yep, so 100%. that's a big one um so yeah if you're dealing with any postnatal de- um postpartum depression yeah. like there is so much that can be done and you yeah. don't have to feel like that either but obviously first and foremost like seeing the psychologist yeah. is really helpful and yeah. having some, or like i don't know sometimes it's just nice having like good girlfriends that yes. are being through like like you know finding someone to connect yeah with, find someone to connect about. with that has been through it because i can hand on my heart say like i can understand elements of it but i physically have not had a baby so i do not fully yeah. like i can what's the word sympathize empathize yeah 
sympathize but empathize. not not empathize yes. i think empathize yeah. is if i've been <laughs> i think yeah that's right yeah and sympath- i can sympathize with you but i can't empathize yeah that's the right word. and it's nice though because i think that's something I mean, we're going such a tangent but that's such an important aspect i know for me like I get in my own bubble and yep. I like stopped socializing a lot because I was just like trying to keep Remy's routine mm. and it is overwhelming. Like depends how you want to do it. But like, I was like, no, I want him to have his sleep in his, in his cot. And so many yep. people were like, wait for baby number two. You won't have that luxury. Yeah. I was like, just let me have it now. Yeah. Just let me <laughs> like, do my routine. Yeah, I can do it now. It's fine. And also I'm exhausted. I don't want to go out right yeah. now. But then on the other end, other side of it, like, seeing friends and having that identity again mm. because that's when we go through yeah, some of the causes identity. and risk factors mm. for postnatal depletion like having that loss of identity yeah. is a big one oh it's i massive. can imagine yeah well because your whole identity changes completely yeah like you're now a mother and you've never been a manu, man, mother. Mother, <laughs> mother in your life like uh, yeah i could only imagine what it would feel like yeah, and, and you don't know what like i guess for a lot of women before they fall pregnant in our society today we are workers, we yeah. hustle, we get shit done. We do. And like, We're all hustlers. These days. Suddenly, you're not busy. Like, yeah. I'm doing little ear, what are they called? Bunny ears. Um, your <laughs> quotation, quotation marks. marks. We're not busy anymore yeah. because we're not out working, but yeah. we're at home and that's a 24 7 job. Yeah. And your whole identity is shift. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'll go through it in a little bit, but like finding when we go through like how to help yeah. a big part is finding that sense of identity again, yeah. however that looks like for yeah. you. Yeah. Cause it's not um, really different for everyone. Yeah. And um, then a few more would just be like really low immunity, feeling touched yeah. out, like sensitivity to light and sound yeah. again, being like overwhelmed and wired and tired. Yeah. Um, Did you touch on the digestive issues as well? I think you I, didn't you? Oh, slightly not really, oh, but like digestive symptom. issues would be a big one. If you're yeah. getting like gas, bloating, mm-hmm. constipation, diarrhea. Yeah. Unfortunately, constipation is a big one we see. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of that is so again, multi, like multifaceted. Oh, but 100%. A lot of the time it's hormonal, but it's a lot of the time gut as well yeah. because Again, you're not probably eating all the food and like not nothing against mums because it's hard and mm. I get it. Like it's hard enough to feed the baby, especially when they start solids. Yeah, 100%. And then yourself proper meals mm-hmm. and like nutrient dense meals. Yep. So, um, yeah, a lot. there's lots of different symptoms. That's why it's not a black and white yeah, textbook. Yeah, but those are some of them. I know we kind of jumped around a little bit there. Onto yeah, Alex should I and summarize having... a bit or? No, it's <laughs> all right. Okay. But though we like the main <laughs> symptoms like with the yeah, extreme fatigue and exhaustion, brain fog, hair loss, frustration, anxiety, Yeah. Um, feel, I can't switch off, feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Like those are a lot of ones. And yeah. like Alex was saying, I think the biggest key point, and I know it sounds, doesn't sound left field, but just – you know within yourself if you're not feeling right. Like yeah. don't listen to anyone else. And like I know a lot of us mums are just very hard on ourselves. We're like, oh, it's, it's fine. It is deal what it is. It. Like just deal with it. Yeah. Just get on with it. But like no, you don't have to feel like this. Yeah. Um. So just know there is help out there and yeah. support and you can feel a lot better than how you're feeling yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are some – have we gone through our risk factors? No. Cool. So today, <laughs> I, by the way, if anyone had picked up, I'm the interviewer and Alex is my interviewee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being a very good interviewer today. No, you are. Uh, You're doing great. Um, yeah. So what are some risk factors of postpartum depletion? I think a big one would be the demands in society as mm. well, that mothers can do it all and yep. that we should be doing it all. Yeah. And like whether it's society pressure or personal pressure, mm. I know I put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah, like like- I went back to work, I think. From home, but again, that was hard because I didn't have that separation. It was like four, oh. Remy was four months. 
I was just so overwhelmed because I was like, and no one put that pressure on me no. but myself. Yeah, like, you do no put a lot of pressure one. on yourself. Like even no when I had one. a chat with <laughs> when I had a chat with Alex, like maybe it was like two months ago. Two months ago yeah. and Alex like had a good cry and I was like, you need to take the pressure off yourself. Like poor Alex is like just spreading herself so thin yeah, over and the I week. Think no one like you just don't prepare. Yeah, you don't. You don't think you think you can do it all. Yeah. But you honestly think yeah. I can do it all. I'm and I was doing like, well. Yeah. And I was like, Alex, you need to have two days specifically yeah. for like just pure health. And then because Alex does two two to three days a week part-time pure health. But then she was also doing like, a bit of other thing on the side. And I was like, you need to get rid of that. And then I was like, you just focus on Remy and you for those days, non-negotiable. I was yeah. like, do not check your email. Because I was like, Alex telling Alex off for working on weekends. I was like, Alex, stop working weekends. You need to have time off. She's a little workaholic this girl. So I'm trying yeah. to tell her to not a bad problem to have for employees, but yeah, but <laughs> she's a very good employee. On the other end, you know, <laughs> it's definitely. But you, um, yeah, I feel like everyone, everyone has a lot of pressure on themselves. Yeah, they like, do. Because you want to please everyone. Yes. And I think that's a big thing as well, becoming yeah. a mum before you would be like mother, sis, sorry, sister, friend, yep. partner, like auntie, whatever it is. Yeah. But suddenly you're a mum, you can't be all of that to the degree you were before because suddenly yeah. there's a new priority yeah. and like they need you to survive. So yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I think and there's always as well that mind chatter that yeah. a lot of the time like there's so much going on mentally and I don't think I could have prepared myself for mm. that when I was pregnant is that you don't get a second to just stop yeah. because – it's always like, okay, Remy just went down. When does he need to get up? Okay, when, what does he need for food? All right, now what does it? What we need to do something today? Like, mm-hmm. and then again, pressure because there's a lot of I don't know anything about parenting's. Like, I don't know anything about yeah, that. imposter so like, syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome, and like, okay, he needs to be stimulated. I don't want him to watch TV. How do I get him out? Like, mm. or, or like, oh, should I put the TV on? Is that bad? Like, there's just so yeah. you're questioning yourself all, all the time. time. Yeah, because like, you've never done it before. It's like the best thing I can relate to with that is like when I started my company and I was like, yeah what the fuck am I doing yeah. yes. like questioning everything and I didn't trust me because you don't trust yourself and this is what I always say to people in anything you do in life whether it's becoming a mother starting a business starting that new job if you've never done something before you like you don't trust yourself yeah. so your ego will constantly tell you or this part of your brain will constantly tell you you're doing it wrong you don't know what you're doing you're bad at this like all these little things that your brain will tell you that you're yeah. why, why you shouldn't be doing this yeah and then you start to believe it so that's where like I really challenge anyone who's put into any new situation and obviously becoming a mom is like just backing yourself and being like this is new I'm learning like yeah. I'm doing a good job and just being proud of yourself and actually taking a step yeah, back and because so yeah and not all the time like do you actually ever step back and be like I'm actually a really good mom. I'm doing an amazing job. Like I have created this beautiful little boy. Like do you ask yeah. yourself that much very often? I have been trying to start well doing it. Like Deck does help a lot and says like you're doing an amazing job. You've said it so many times. Like there yeah, You are- guys do amazing. Honestly, you rock up to work. You're in full like not only Alex is the most amazing mother but she's also the most amazing practitioner. Like she rocks up to work and does the most insane job and like looks Thank after you. her clients. <laughs> So well, and then like, yeah, you don't give yourself enough credit, honestly. You. But I feel amazing. like that's just women, hey. Yeah, it is women. Like you're amazing too. You're like a running a company, you know. And I feel like yeah, but I don't have a, I don't have a baby. No, that's, that's the one thing I will. Admit, I'm scared of, but no, I will but you get have, there. Like so much going on. Like I don't know how the work. Like everyone's like it's personal to them. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it is. Like the, everyone's on their own journey, and that's why yeah. you should never also compare yourself as yeah. well, because that's where some women will be like, oh, like I've just got one child. Like what about the women that have three children, or yeah. like or the mothers, I should say. 
or like, oh, that mother also works. Like that's that's another thing probably mums feel a lot is like comparing themselves to other women that are still working a bit on the side or like doing those things. And then, oh, I should be doing that. Like I'm just looking after my kid and it's like, That's a 24-7 job. (laughs) That's the hardest job in the world. And like one thing I have learned, and this is even like just relates to everything, but like how do you discern actually when is enough of what is enough? And like it's discerning what is enough for you. So like as a new mother, like don't look around too much at what everyone else is doing. And you sit within yourself and ask yourself what, when is enough? Like, and Because yeah. otherwise, how do we discern? And, and the most of the time we discern when, when it is enough is when yeah. we've burnt ourselves out, feel like shit yeah. and we, are, we explode. Yeah, that's honestly like the best advice yeah. because you do, you compare and especially with social media these days. Oh, like 100%. You look at all the other mums on social media yeah. and you're like, how are they doing so much? Yeah. Look at these lunchboxes they're prepped or the meal prep yeah. like they're done for their toddler and they've gone and taken them out to do these activities today. Yeah. They've got a clean house. Yeah. They're all put together, like they're trained together. Like honestly, like, yeah. Oh, my God, I look like shambles <laughs> when I'm at home with Remy. We are just like, it's not very nice. And I think if you <laughs> follow... not look good. <laughs> I think if you follow anyone on social media who's yeah. a mum and they look really put together, like just remember that's only one side of their life yes. on social media. And I think the one thing I do love about socials these days is there's definitely a transition into a lot more real life. Real life. Yeah. yeah. People, because yeah. people want to connect with people. And yeah. that's like what Alex and I are showing up with today and why Alex yeah. is being so vulnerable because she just wants to connect with more people out there and yeah. inspire women. And by being really, I mean, you're always so real. All us girls are so rogue. I love it. <laughs> Poor Scotty when he listens to us working on a Friday. The stuff we talk about <gasps> is so rogue, but it's hilarious. Oh, when, I, when I was working from home and Dick was listening, he's like, that's your boss. <laughs> I felt so weird going to our Remy's first birthday. Alex kept in, obviously I am her boss, but she yeah. introduced me to everyone as her boss. And I was like, this is really weird. Alex I was like, don't call me your boss. But what else do I say? I know, you have I'm to like, say. You are my boss. I know. I mean, you're my friend, but you're my boss. Everyone was like, everyone was like, oh, okay. And yeah. like, everyone like, sat up straight. Sat up straight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so other, sorry, we went on a side round oh, there, but very well needed side round. Yes. Um, yep. Any other risk, risk factors of post? Adam depletion definitely um sleep deprivation a hurried diet so mm. often for mothers we are rushing and mm. i think that's another thing that i have found my life is rush yeah <laughs> i'm rushing to do this i'm rushing to do that and that's something i'm trying to change mm. but rushing to make your meals rushing to eat your meals rushing women's syndrome rushing women's syndrome yes thank you dr Libby. <laughs> um rushing around snacking a lot mm. of the time women are like i'm not actually eating meals i'm just snacking or yep. i'm eating like and i fall and like i do this as well where remy will have a meal that i've made and i'll just eat some of his yeah and i'll snack snack and then i'm like okay i need to make some food yep. By the time I've made my meal, I'm feeling gross because I'm like yeah. full, I'm bloated, yeah. like I've got cramps going on, my yeah. bowels are all over the place and I think that's a huge one for like maybe why gut issues yeah. are, are presenting. Yeah. Um, and then also if you're rushing to eat, you're not absorbing your nutrients. No, 100%. So it's a big one. Yeah. Um, I mean, we touched on this before, but women, we're busy. Like mm. we are probably used to having a complete different life where we had such a big social mm-hmm. life and, you know, we went out and then – conception pregnancy all of this take such a huge toll on the body yeah and that can use up a lot of your resources whether you had enough to start with like we talked about before or whether you had a really tough pregnancy or birth like if you had i think it was um through birth if you had a vaginal delivery around 17 ounces 
which is around two cups of blood is lost. Oh, wow, that's a lot. And then, and that's the amount you're allowed to donate at a blood bank, I think. Mm-hmm. I know I, I read that with Dr. Um, Saralak's book. Yeah. And then in an uncomplicated, so that was in an uncomplicated vaginal delivery. It was around two cups. Yeah. And then in a uncomplicated cesarean, it was around two times that. So I think it was around 34 ounces. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that might have changed, but when I read Roughly. his, yeah, that was the amount of blood loss. And that's a lot of mm. blood, like iron, like. Mm, your poor iron stores. Your poor iron stores. Like, so whether or not you were deficient before and if you had something like that happen, and I mean, if you had a postpartum hemorrhage, people can lose leaders. Oh yeah, 100%. Like that's really dangerous. Sorry. So, I mean, lots of nutrients would be lost. And, yeah, no, 100%. Um, again, another like risk factor is, like I said before, a lot of the care is prioritised on the baby yeah. rather than the mother. And yep. I mean, I could go on for days, but yeah, like no, you're, I, I see it all you the just time. become overwhelmed. Yeah. And you're, I think a big thing that I said before was the loss of identity. Yeah, 100%. When you don't feel good in yourself... Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't 100% feel good. Every... You don't like have the motivation to do stuff. 100%. And that's why you have to put yourself first. And then I know so many women as well, which I feel like is another whole episode, but like the pressure women put on themselves to look a certain way postpartum oh, yes. and yep. like then restricting postpartum and like just prioritizing the baby and being like, oh, I don't really need to eat much. Like, you know, yep. I'm trying to lose weight. Like, yep. I need to like put. Which is terrible. Like, this postpartum like, that body. That happens to yeah. women because I hate that they put that pressure on themselves yeah. and. Hate's a very strong word, but no, I'm, I'm really is. like I get sad for women because yeah. it's like you're you have just made a baby, yeah. like you are like, amazing. We, we get so stuck on what our bodies used to look like yeah. when we were like 18, 20 years old or whatever, and we yeah. forget that we've like gone through. Like, if your body didn't change throughout your lifespan, that's not being human. That's no. a robot. <laughs> yes, like yeah, your body. Barbie. It's Barbie exactly. <laughs> your body is forever changing, and I think the pressure women put on themselves to like not get stretch marks, to yes. to bounce back, to lose that weight, like yeah. just remember, like you have just grown a baby, and just really change your focus to like what you can add into more of your life yeah. and just focusing on like what you have just achieved of growing a baby yeah. and just like to, and focus on how you can nourish your body more. Yeah. Cause the more long term health, hundred percent. And what people don't re- realize, cause we do get a re- decent amount of women come see us being like postpartum weight loss. Yeah. And I turn into postpartum deplete, uh, sorry, postpartum nourishment. Yes. And they realize that once they actually just start, cause most of the time they're not eating enough. Yeah. Like by massive amount by heaps and they realize as soon as I get them eating more and nourishing themselves more correcting all their nutrients and all that stuff which I know we're probably gonna get to later um (laughs) they they naturally the body's balance out anyway like yeah but I'm just saying yeah it finds a set point I love that theory of like your set point yes and I I definitely have found that like this is a complete tangent but like we're doing a podcast later on about my health journey and when I had to go through all of my health issues yep. and I had to gain a lot of weight and then naturally had to find my set point. It naturally found its set point. Yeah, it like does. I do not have to count calories. Yep. Like I don't have to weigh myself, like nothing like that. I just found a set point mm-hmm. that, and I think that comes, so you have to go into body acceptance and body yeah. neutrality and all a lot of that. Work? Is yeah. A lot of work, but like everyone has a set point yes. and starvation is not the answer especially no. when you're postpartum in your you hold on period, to weight you hold on to weight and like the cord and the hormonal shifts yeah. and sure like you might lose a few kilos but you will be miserable yeah 100 like, and you're depleting yourself massively yep. you're gonna feel terrible yeah 100 yep. 
Um, and then how can we help as a clinical nutritionist or how can I meet Alex? This is her area of expertise. So anyone who's postpartum, go see Alex. Um, but how can we help support a postpartum mother or even in during that? I mean, like we have our postpartum program, but like you can be in your final stages of um, trimester as well. Yes, definitely. I'm oh gosh, coming to see us in pregnancy, yeah. the preconception pregnancy is amazing. Yeah, it is. Like set up that optimal 100%. level and not get to the depletion part. Yeah, but if you're depleted, what can we do now? Yes, <laughs> um, I love. I I mean, I obviously go by Dr. Oscar Saralak's book and yeah. his um, research and findings, and he has created like four pillars of health. Yeah. So there's span, which is sleep, purpose, activity, nutrition. So obviously we come in for nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk like sleep, obviously. <laughs> Do what you can. I think that one is a bit hard because, yeah. I mean, Remy's one and he still wakes. And but set yourself up. I'm yep. not setting myself up for success because I watch TV or I work on my laptop. Yep. Too. Don't do that. Don't do what I do. Um, purpose. So sense of identity. Finding or feeling connected and finding that place yep. um, where you feel like you have purpose yep. again because that's so important and something for yourself. There's yep. no like right or wrong. It's yep. just what works for you and what you find purpose out of. Have you found coming back to oh what, like God. pure health like has given you that identity? Yeah. Yes. I love being at home with Remy. Yep. Love that. But I also love which I think it's also taken me a little bit to accept that, okay, I actually do want to work. Yeah. I think that was like I was like fighting it for a while yep. in terms of like I feel guilty. Yeah. That's the big thing. Like I feel so much guilt leaving him. And yeah. I'm like, he's safe. He's happy. He's yeah. with his cousins. He's playing. He doesn't yeah. – I come home, he doesn't even look at me. <laughs> so like – He's like, mum, I've had the best day ever. Yeah, just I think that's been a big one mm. finding. And so that's for me has been my mm-hmm. thing. And only recently have I started Reformer again because like that was something that I used to do Pilates and yoga like five times yeah. a week. And I have waited so long to get back into that for numerous reasons but – Finding whatever gives you that sense of like joy yeah, again. Yeah. Filling your cup up. Yeah. So then yours. you can be the best mum possible as well. Um, activity was the other one. So what I just mentioned, like movement. Yeah, movement and mm. getting out and mm-hmm. sweating because there's so much release through oh, sweat. Yeah. Even um, if like I love um keep it cleaner, like kick. Yes. Their app. Yes. Like they home. have heaps yeah. of like just kick minis, like 10 minute um workouts yeah. just for postpartum moms. That's a nice affordable option. It's so yeah. cheap. Yeah, it's like $14 a month. Yeah. Like you can't like complain about that. And yeah. like, yeah, it's just the perfect thing to just help get you move your body. hundred percent. Even if it's a walk with your baby in the pram. Oh, but I just mean we get walked moving. every day. And that mm. was something I, I say to so many new mums, like just get out. Even if you're like sun, not, sun vitamin, vitamin D, D like mm. get out and move your body because it just shifts that stagnant yes, energy. 100%. Um, but the big one is nutrition that we obviously focus on. Mm. So food is what nourishes our body and it implies, it implies, provides <laughs> so many nutrients and mm-hmm. vitamins, minerals that all are involved in so many functions of the body. And yep. Nutrition isn't also just what you eat, but how you eat and what you're absorbing. Yeah, so which is key. Key. So what's your gut health like? Are you actually absorbing? Do you have leaky gut? So do you have parasites? Do you have parasites? Do you have bacteria overgrowth? So much to go C-bomb. on. Sebo. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this week's episode if yeah. you know about Sebo. Sebo. I love, I love, 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 love well, that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the key to treating postnatal depletion would be sufficient vitamins, nutrients, yep. minerals. Sorry. Obviously, nutrients like vitamins, minerals, yep. and then the absorption of them. Yeah. So specifically, the ones that I would focus on would be your iron, zinc, yep. B12, vitamin D, vitamin A, copper, magnesium, iodine, selenium, 
choline and your essential fatty acids, yep. so your omega-3s. Yeah. So, and then like the best long place list. to start, long list, <laughs> but the best place to start is to book in for initial consultation yeah. and then we can send off the correct blood testing. Yes. I wouldn't, I mean, yes, you can go to GP, but the likelihood of getting a lot of those tested is very, very low. Yeah. Um, and then also the reference ranges that are looked at is just not going to be sufficient. Yeah. yeah. And I think as well, because we are left with such a big debt mm. after pregnancy of nutrients we need to replenish them and that's mm. where we like our um, postnate postpartum depletion program yep. is involved in testing so we do a lot of testing like yep. you said n- nutrients hormones stool testing yep. and then we create a personalized plan yep. for you as a mother that's not complicated. Like we're no. not here to complicate your lives. We're here to help. And, and so it's not to be like the food it. police and tell you no. oh, what you're eating or like change all your life. We're like, like no. we work with literally, I always say this on the podcast, but we work with all walks of life. Yeah. Like we were, and we like, we work with like, not typically like our clientele is more females, but we do yeah. work with like, I work with some like 40 year old tradie men who yeah. are on a tradie diet. And then we work with like a 20 year old female who yeah. lives at home or, you know what I mean? We work with all of so stuff. So we are never here to like just completely change someone's diet and take all the food out. We focus on what we can add more into their life and support yes. it. So don't be scared. I think a lot of people do yeah, get feared to so see true. a nutritionist because they're scared that their life is going to change and they can't eat any of the foods they love yeah. and, and it's going to be boring and painful, but it's not but the case at no, all. And that's why I love like pure health philosophy as well. Because it's all about like what can we add in yes. and like how can we make healthy eating? Yeah. Like how can we make your old foods you used to love in a healthy way? Yeah. Because and it can be done. Yeah, 100%. Like and you never feel restricted as well. Like no. our biggest and our little tagline is nurturing the body back to its natural state. Yeah. So like giving us those beautiful whole foods and like those traditional, not traditional, but like I was going to say like the foods that we love, the more processed food ones, how yeah. can we turn that into something a bit more nourishing? that like feels just as satisfying tastes insane yeah. but leaves you feeling amazing as well yes, 100%. Um, which is what we always focus on don't we, we always say like, ask your, <laughs> ask your, like we always say our clients focus on uh, like when you're about to choose a piece of food yeah how will this food leave me feeling like is it going to deplete me or nourish me and then yeah. usually if we can choose the one that's going to nourish you and leave you feeling good it's a very easy decision yeah and um, like as well, I mean, you should see the food Kirsty cooks for us on a Friday. Oh, yeah, on our secret project. Yeah. Alex is like, Kirsty, you're overfeeding me. I'm like, I'm so full, but I want more. <laughs> I keep feeding them all this food. But like with as well sleep deprivation, yeah. that will increase your sugar craving. So a lot of the time it's yes. you think you're craving mentally, yeah. but it's actually your physical blood sugar imbalances yeah. that's actually making you crave these yeah. foods. 100%, yeah, because yeah. your body's like, I need energy. It's very smart. Give me quick. It's so smart, yeah. Quick food. What's so, quick, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we, and I think a lot of the time people are like, well, what's involved in these like plans mm. and it's so personalized. Mm. So it's your, um, diet recommendations mm-hmm. and diet has a bad like connotation. Yeah. It just means your food recommendations. Yeah, food, so what food are we focusing goals. on? Like yeah. if you need more iron in your diet, yeah. how can we give you food sources? And also how can you increase absorption? Like yeah. that specific tailored to you yeah. recommendations and then your lifestyle recommendations yeah. and supplements are practitioner only like prescription supplements yeah. that we provide that are specifically prescribed to you not sold to you and then when yes. i say sold you know you'll see so many things pop up on socials like being sold to you yeah. so it's so important to be prescribed something that's a practitioner grade at the yeah. very specific dosage so we will do your blood test before prescribing anything yeah. and give you very very specific nutrient optimal amounts levels. optimal levels yeah. and we'll use nutrients alongside diet to optimize those yeah. levels and then it's about then long term teaching someone their diet yeah. so they can not rely on supplements yeah and like if you are that depleted you're going to need yeah. something to get you back you to an optimal rely. level because it 
it takes forever. And if oh. you have, like, for example, well, I won't go into that. I'm going to go on a tangent. But I'm just, what I mean is, like, if you just focus on food only, like, that's great. But to get you to an optimal yeah. level where you're feeling your best, we will often give you, like, two or three, like, amazing yep. practitioner-only supplements. And then we teach you yep. how to keep those levels up. 100%. And so that's educating. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. that's the thing. If you just give supplements, then you're not empowering the person, no. which is what we don't do. Yeah. We do supplements and diet goals yeah. Um, and to yeah, empower so you can leave us and don't yeah. need us. So, yeah. So, we give um, you a strong foundation. Exactly. <laughs> um, and we do have a three or a six-month option for the postpartum yeah. um, program. So, if you want to know more, you actually can book in for a discovery call with Alex or a complimentary yes. discovery call um, <laughs> on our website at www purehealthnutrition.com.au um, or you can book straight in for a concert with Alex um, on uh, Thursday, Thursday, Fridays. Fridays and, yeah, and, and Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll have our new clinic open soon as well. So, so you, well, you can see Alex in person on Fridays and Saturdays, but yeah. I know I cannot wait as well. It looks so stunning. I know all the flashing got seen? done. Oh, I was like, have you seen it? Of course you've seen it. It's yours. Have you guys seen it? Follow have along you guys on, seen it? Follow along on TikTok and um, Instagram oh, for it. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we need to get some rogue TikToks when the clinic opens. I reckon it's so You guys funny. do not want to see us rogue. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, no. Um, I think – I'm just trying to think. Well, we've done a good episode of 59 Minutes. So yeah. <laughs> um, but we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and got a lot out of it. Um, and thank you so much for sharing all those tips and tricks. Yeah. Honestly, you're amazing. I actually learned so much today. Oh, awesome. And I love learning a bit more about you as well. Oh, so thanks. thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you. And um, if you guys do want to know anything more about Alex, go follow her at Milani Health. Yes, it sounds. It's just M-L-A-N-I Perfect. So Milani Health. Follow Alex. And she posts so much of Remy and like all her um, food ideas for Remy and whatnot. Yeah, people have been loving those. I didn't realise it was such yeah. a big community. It's a big mummy culture, oh, like yeah. community online, which is not beautiful. It's so cool. Supporting, so I, yeah. love, I mean, I honestly eat so much of his food at the same so time. Good. So good. That's how you want to do it. You don't want to be, you don't want to be making extras. So no. like two different <laughs> meals. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But enjoy the rest of your day, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank All you right. so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye.